So TC's getting married. You've got stuff going on, but the bros will be back. The bros will be back. <laughs> it's true. Heard it here. Can't leave them hanging. First. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys were you guys were on track to be the first ever. I, we I was were on this. track. Tr- don't get me wrong. It was one of it was one of our like like claim the faves. Like we were so proud of the fact that we were like we're gonna be the first to like get from beginning to end, and then mm-hmm. life happened, and we were like, oh, who knows? Maybe maybe it's the Boy Meets World curse. You guys will get to like season five and like bus. I don't Everything know. Will <laughs> be destroyed. Yeah. Um. Right now on track uh, is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. They seem to be on track to be the first ones to finish. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're going to do it. Up. We're going to start tripling up on episodes <laughs> just, just to win. <laughs> The quality won't be there, but mm-hmm. we'll, have, we'll have we'll get the belt. Yeah, we'll get the belt. You know, you know. Sometimes you gotta let people pave the way for you, so you <laughs> can just show up and be excellent. It's true. I, I mean, I you guys were the first to get like to season four or five or something like that. So exactly. Again, it's like it's you hard to let the, the mantle go. Uh, <laughs> but I guess, as they say, slow and steady wins the <laughs> wins the race. And mm, uh, you know, we, we are happy to support all of our boy meet world brethren and sisters so yeah it's a good community mm-hmm. absolutely yeah glad to be a part of it yeah we uh we've decided actually this is something we can talk about we've decided the next show we're gonna do once boy meets world's over what is that well not girl meets world <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we were gonna do girl meets world and now the idea of that is so like, it's just like i just really don't wanna because <laughs> if we do we're gonna be talking to, we're gonna be watching and talking about it for like two yeah. plus years yeah and that just seems their second season is like 45 episodes yeah the wow. first two seasons are like 15 episodes a piece or something like that and the middle one is like 45 I believe that just because like it does take a turn and like you get that Disney run. Is it does Disney have like a 45 episode um, minimum or something like that? Yeah, they do really long seasons. Uh, yeah, I've the kinds of Disney Channel shows I watched were like Famous Jed Jackson. <laughs> good shows. Good. Choice. So weird. Like the new ones. I don't even know. So do you know, are you allowed to tell me what your the next one is? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we were planning to, to talk about it no matter who we were talking with. Yeah. Um, we we're going to pivot into just TGIF at large. Love it. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about Sabrina. Good. Teenage Witch next. Yeah. Good. Love it. There's, we've got a few things to figure out because, as always, things are a little contentious. Like, one of the ones I want to do is hang in with Mr. Cooper, but it was also really good. It did like half its run on TGIF and like half somewhere else. Like, does it count? I would totally count it. Like, why not? If I think if as long as you were on the TGIF lineup, you count. Friday night lineup. Friday night. (laughs) Yes uh yeah yeah we probably will i mean um, sabrina moved over to cw so like <laughs> that's true in the college years it did. Uh-huh. yeah i like the college years yeah it'll we just think it's gonna be an interesting contrast because they're like two high school shows that make the jump to college so we'll get to like see com- how they do it compare and contrast how that happened i was talking to someone earlier and i was like i don't think like kids shows don't transfer to college anymore like i think you may get like one or two high school shows that do but like very few shows like boy meets world where it's like you literally follow them as they like get into college and all that other stuff yeah mm-hmm. so you have like saved by the bell but even that was like a whole new show yeah, Save mm-hmm. by the Bell the College Years. Mm-hmm. Although, Save by the Bell the College Years, 
one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Like I don't remember that. Oh, I gotta check that out. It's called Standing at the Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> right. Standing at the Edge of Tomorrow today. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Again, I feel bad because I know I know for a fact T would know that. <laughs> it's all right we won't hold it against you it's true you just after this jam out to the save by the bell the college years theme song it's already on my to-do list (laughs) noted (laughs) Uh, um, i don't remember loving save by the bell the college (laughs) maybe it's better than i remember I don't remember liking it at all. I do remember being really into Zach in that that time. Like like that was like peak um, Zach and Slater looks. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mario Lopez still looks great. He really. Does. He does. Um, we have we have uh, disagreements on politics, and so I don't support him the way that I used to. But oh. I will say that his body is always maintained. Like, <laughs> I, have, I have no clue what Mario Lopez's politics are now. I don't know that I want to know. Yeah, there's certain things where you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave it. Leave it be. Slater's a college or a high school college student. He doesn't know anything about politics. <laughs> That's where I'm gonna leave him. Mm-hmm. That's where you leave it. <laughs> Maybe a little dancing with the stars. Shakespeare Company. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Hello, Chance. Hey, Cameron. Good to see you, as always. (laughs) It's good to see you as well. (laughs) Sitting here at the kitchen table next to you. Um, (laughs) It's true. In person is always best. Yeah. So I feel like this week we're coming full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a guest on with us to talk about a pretty important episode two episodes two episodes it feels like one episode um but a big guest we were actually on his boy meets world podcast to talk about this very same episode yeah so we're kind of reciprocating a sort of wife swap kind of situation i guess um okay there's a reference for you um but anyway let me just introduce him he's here with us today we have cj james so here we go because it's cj james cj james coming on our show boy meets world fever it's what he's doing it's good to know i got friends who will always podcast with me because it's cj james Uh, love it always love it also siege (laughs) but you know what you did what you could. And then also, I loved this idea of like the wife swap, like a host swap. Like, I think we should absolutely, everyone does like one rotation. <laughs> yeah. One to the left. Yeah, exactly. We just do it for a week, like, <laughs> Bro Meets World, Boy Meets World, Fever, Boy Meets Girl Meets uh-huh. Boy Meets World. Yeah, Feeny Pod, like all of it. Everyone just, t- you take the, as you said, t- one to the left one host to the left <laughs> that would be great actually yeah. we should make that happen i'd listen <laughs> i'd be on it too yeah. oh yeah <laughs> uh i would yeah I'm, I'm actually you know what i like i don't know how well uh, but we should probably look into that because actually i do know that like several um 
YouTube series do that. Like they they will have like one special episode where like everyone's covering the same topic. And I think that'd be really cool. So I don't know. Let's reach out. The worst thing we can say is don't call me. How'd you get this number? So (laughs) block. Yeah. Uh, We're good friends with uh, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. So I bet we can get them involved. Yeah. And shit 90 shows taught me. Yeah. Shit 90 shows taught me. We we know them pretty well these days. Love it. So um, I've never, I've actually reached out to uh, do a collab with uh, Feeny podcast and I've never heard from them. Oh, you know what? We'll reach out. Like, I'm pretty sure we have their info. Um, Yeah. Like, I I think, you know, as you said earlier, it's like a really small community, but a great community and everyone's doing it for the love of Feeny. So I think (laughs) think it's Feeny. Yeah, uh, he's consistent. It's true. He's good Feeny now. <laughs> when we first started, and especially when we first talked with you guys, I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know why people like him so much. I don't think he's doing a great job here. But yeah, he's he's won me over. I still don't think he is a good in class teacher. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like again, I love how they acknowledge that in later seasons as well. It's just like you only talk to like maybe three students in your entire class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's still not great at that, but he's a great mentor. Uh-huh. He's, he's a great, great character. A life teacher. Um, but yeah, so here we are covering um episodes, what is it, two sixteen and two seventeen? Four sixteen and four seventeen. Four sixteen and four seventeen. I don't know yeah. why I said two. Long mock to Pittsburgh, parts one and two. Mm-hmm. Um episodes, I don't think you can do them separately. Like yeah. the story is just too continuous yeah it really does absolutely i love that you said that because they were like topanga's gone and then like i i timed it nine minutes later she's back (laughs) on screen i was like you could have given us at least one episode in between to like really make us feel the absence seven minutes or nine minutes had gone by (laughs) seven minutes into the second episode yeah it's like it's like did you watch how i met your mother yeah or it's like the whole final season is building up to Robin and Barney getting married and then like four or five minutes into the finale they're divorced. Exactly. Like, this sucks. That was like, terrible. That was a what terrible are we doing? decision. It was, what was the whole purpose here? And it, yeah, it kind of feels like that of like, oh, she didn't actually leave. Yeah. yeah, And it would have been, it would have been great if they had given a few episodes to breathe. I mean, we've got a lot of like other characters problems episodes coming up, like Eric with the the boy and Sean joins the cult. And like, we've just got a lot of like episodes like that. Like put those in the middle. Actually putting those in the middle and then having this be the season finale would just make sense. Like that's a better way to do the rest of this season uh-huh. and i and as someone who without many spoilers i don't think you really need topanga for the rest of this season if you do that like you can you can have that arc and really like tease it out and the again the cast uh not the cast the audience thinks she's gone we've had this big moment mm-hmm. and then she's brought back at the end like that that makes it even bigger yeah, in my mind triumphant. yeah it feels like uh, this feels okay. yeah. like like children I don't know, like throwing a hissy fit. Like, <laughs> yeah. she goes, I can't think of a lot of big Topanga episodes in the rest of the season. Other than she, she's a prominent figure in quiz show, but you could just like move some stuff around. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. do quiz show, do this, or, have her be gone. Like, or Corey and Sean could like be like visiting her school for a quiz show and like, or something. Yeah. There's a lot of ways. But yeah, I, I did not realize like when we did this show with you guys the first time that like after season two, they take all of Topanga's agency away from her. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. She has <laughs> basically for the last two seasons been a prop there to look good and say one line. Absolutely. 
I mean, don't they wait? Is it don't they call her hair in quiz show? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> lips, yeah. hair, and brainiac fourteen. Yeah, and like I mean, we we did B and B's B and B, which is an episode we both loved. Oh my god, that one's that one's classic. I think that one's like probably my all time favorite. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there for me. It was my highest rated of this season. Yeah, but you could definitely see like Topanga's here to wear these three outfits. Yeah. Topanga's there to wear a business suit, an evening gown, and a maid's outfit. That's why she <laughs> exists in this show. Wow. And I mean, she did get a good good moment in Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. She like mm-hmm. that was a good Topanga episode, but even than- like an affair to forget where she's like pushing them together to expose their hidden relationship yeah of sean and Corey. so she gets yeah. a few moments but man ever since season two they're just like no stuff mm-hmm. just happens to you now yeah yeah cool interesting topanga is no more yeah for the most part so her leaving like just feels so hollow i think and like the build-up to her coming back just feels even more hollow like yeah because you again we didn't have any time to breathe i mean like this is the first two-part episode i think that we have mm-hmm. in the series mm-hmm. and um i remembered that and then i was like it, it would have been better had it been like ex- like really drawn out like you yeah. don't know where to is going giving Corey that arc of like what it's like i honestly i, I kind of feel like i'm getting ahead but like amy brings up some really valid points and i was mm-hmm. like to have them make that journey and like actually have Corey spend time defining himself outside of the relationship and then bringing them back together would have been such a great opportunity to like teach young kids that you are more than just your relationship and a really healthy relationship involves you know two individuals coming together not codependency but mm-hmm. that's not what we did and that's not what we're doing so yeah, 100% yeah a nice thought so i had a thought and you guys can feel free to veto my thought but i mean we've basically already told the plot of this episode like topanga's leaving like Corey doesn't want her to she leaves anyway she comes back like through some shenanigans she gets to stay like that's the plot i kind of want to discuss this show this episode more in terms of each character does that make sense mm-hmm. like like what does Corey go through what does topanga go through eric the parents and sean I love that. I love that approach because that does actually, that's a different way than I think we did it. And I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Well, and yeah, and it's like, they're all going through the same, the same plot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause it doesn't feel like two episodes. Yeah. And it, even in terms of when you're watching, you're like, oh, I'm already done. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, I was watching and I was in the first episode. I'm like, there's really only like three or four more scenes till the whole two parter's done. Yeah. It just goes so fast. Yeah. So we start off with Eric. And Eric's plot through this whole thing is really that of Big Brother. And it may be the first time since, like, the episode where they decide to go on the road trip together where he is actually put in that role of Big Brother. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely. Keep going. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, was like, you, I thought you were going to go. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think it's really great because you're right. We get to see Eric play Big Brother both in a very serious way and in a comedic way later on. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, the idea of him just really being there for Corey in a way that we don't get to see him often. 
often be mm-hmm. like he came in like not only was he there to like protect Corey and his feelings and be like man i have to be the one to deliver this but when he thought that sean and topanga were like trying to pull one over he went directly to sean he was like look if there's one thing you won't do it's make my brother look a fool and um i think that's really you know that says a lot about eric that he was willing to like take it there um you know even though he's known sean his entire life i do have a problem with television shows that don't let characters talk to each other you know it's just like Uh (laughs) just ask a question like say the most obvious thing but i thought eric eric's role was really good and then of course when uh cory was being yelled at and he's like oh there's jelly going on (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't involve me yeah yeah and they really do i i I completely agree with you like they they let him be the funny older brother later but like he's got this whole arc of like protecting cory that goes into the beginning of the second episode of Mm -hmm. like i really want to protect you but i just don't know how that's a real moment Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel like he provides a really necessary thing throughout the entire episode like he's the one who sees it happen it's like i need to tell Corey. i want to protect Corey. and then like i feel like the second episode is a little bit more melodramatic a little bit mm-hmm. and he's there with like these moments of like where he's relieving the tension mm-hmm. like saying these kind of jokes like when they're like well topanga why don't you tell your parents to come in it's like i don't see any parents <laughs> i'm guessing that they don't know that she's here <laughs> And just like just the way he's delivering the lines it's just like it's like you need that to kind of yeah make everything else good yeah and you know it's very brotherly he's being very like you know razzing <laughs> mm-hmm. as much as you need that i will say it kind of bothered me in the sense that it seemed like he took what should have been Topanga's lines and what you were talking about, where like, it's like, Oh, where are your parents? They're not here. Uh, you know, they don't know that she's here. Like, Oh, there were just so many lines. I was like, why is Eric talking with Topanga's right there? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. It, it did feel like he was just there to deliver that. I'm going to guess. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, um, which, yeah, again, stripping Topanga of her, oh, agency. Yeah, her agency there. I mean, she does take the agency to go back to Corey. So it's not like it's not like she's entirely without it. But. Mm-hmm. So I find Eric like very not perfect, but enjoyable in this episode. The the I'm staying at the very end. I probably could have done without that. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? Which ones? When when they're like, uh, Corey Topanga, will you please excuse us? We're going to talk. And Eric goes, oh, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny. I didn't need it. Uh-huh. But it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So there's Eric. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about Eric? Honestly, like, I, I was going to say that, um, again, I just, like, I look at the characters, like, and they're, as they are, I'll say, aging. And Eric does look like he's in that in-between stage especially at this point in time where it's like he has the long hair he hasn't quite gone to college yet so like he he feels like he's like in his early 20s in this episode yeah Uh, which is nothing but a note of like he actually feels this like awkward 90s age like he just feels of the moment yeah Mm -hmm. he does and i will say this about eric as well and don't throw people into walls. I mean, unless yeah. you have a real good reason. <laughs> Again, like violence, of course, is something that we can go do directly when you could have just talked to someone. Uh-huh. But, you yeah. know, masculinity in the 90s. <laughs> they do do a good job when Eric sees them at Chubby's and they go and Sean goes in for the kiss, like obscuring where and how he kisses. So all Eric sees is like the 
he knows that there was one, but not yeah anything else about it. Because I'm assuming it was just like a peck on the cheek or something. Yeah, it looks like a peck on the cheek. But then also, I think it's funny because we just gave Eric so much praise for like being there for Corey. But it's like also in that situation, Eric wasn't with anyone. It wasn't like, you know, Eric was on a date. It was like, oh, I don't want to make a scene. Like, why didn't Eric just go directly after them and be like, hey, uh-huh. guys, what's going on? You know, yeah. like it, it, it felt like a moment of tension that was created for the show instead of just being like, hey, Eric would have gone over there and be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Or, you know, or again, if he had a date with him, be like, oh, I can't leave my friends right now, but this is something I got to tell Corey about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there's ways to you know, to make it more realistic there. Because real, like realistically in the show, uh, Sean and Topanga are Eric's friends too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at his graduation party, who was there? Corey and Sean and Topanga. Nobody else. Yeah. Um, Even something as simple as like Eric standing there, like a deer in headlights where Topanga and Eric like walk out without yes. like, just something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Because we aren't given a reason why he can't just go over there and be like, hey, what's, <laughs> what, what's up? <laughs> this seems weird. <laughs> so that's a good point. All right. Yeah. So who do we want to talk about next? I mean, Corey is the next like character that comes up. Mm-hmm. Morgan has her one moment. Mm-hmm. Just I do love that one moment with Morgan. Like if they don't use Morgan all the time well, yeah. but this, this scene i thought was really fun just to like show the contrast and really build that tension like it's a good use of time in my opinion Mm -hmm. it was and this whole like meal scene is very funny like he gets steak i get grilled cheese what's going (laughs) on here (laughs) i'm doing something nice for Corey. do i normally do that no (laughs) eat your grilled cheese (laughs) it was like okay Uh, and then Corey, like well you know this can't be terrible terrible news because if there wouldn't there'd be cake <laughs> opens the cloche and there's a beautiful chocolate cake there mm-hmm. um cory in my opinion like we've got a lot of likable Corey in the last two seasons and we've got a lot of unlikable Corey in the last two seasons and i find him very middle of the road <laughs> like i don't love him um but i don't hate him either like I have thoughts, but I want to hear what you guys say because, like, again, I like Corey, particularly in these two episodes. I, I'm going to hold, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I, I guess I just say that because, like, I he does a great job. Ben Savage, at least, does a great job of playing someone who's like in pain. Um, and he like goes to the two people, like he rejects the hearsay and goes to the two people directly. And then they're really evasive with him. So I think like the pain building kind of makes sense. Then he does the worst thing he could possibly do in this episode, which is like climb into his girlfriend window and tell her she's, he's going to kill her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Like again, well, well, uh, again, and like in the, in the uh, aftermath of what is it? Gabby Petito or whatever that girl's name mm-hmm. is. It's just like, yeah, a boyfriend telling his girlfriend, I want to be, I want to tell you I love you right before I kill you. Just, it's like, I don't, like, it's Uh not the joke that I think you you were going for. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they set up his line just so Topanga could flip it back on him just a moment later. I wanted to kiss you one last time before I kill you. And you're like, oh, that's good. Before it wasn't good, but Topanga's was good. Um, yeah, I I think in this episode, I don't like Corey as much. Not just for that moment, but I just feel like sometimes he's just, he's tending toward, trending towards like insufferable Corey. Like, I know it all. I've I've met the world. 
in the world can't teach me anything because I already understand how everything should work and it should work where only my happiness is the thing that matters. Um, and the world can't be against that, which probably when you think about it is pretty like suburban middle-class white kid just in general. Yes. It's like they are the center of the universe. Yeah. It actually reminds me a lot of my girlfriend's four-year-old. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, no, that's what I was saying. Like I said earlier, I feel like Corey's being a child in this episode and I'm on your side where it's like, I'm not in favor of Corey this episode. I just feel like he's one big, like it's one big temper tantrum. Like he's just like, no, this is not how the world is supposed to work. And then he has Sean kind of like feeding into that with being like, hey, you're the main character. Life can't be hard for you if you're the main oh, character. And I'm like, don't I don't- deserve that kind of pain. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like who, who does? Like, what where, where do you think is going on? Do you think you deserve that kind of pain? Because your mother left you. So yeah. like- <laughs> I, I don't know if we talked problem. about this when we talked about it last time, but the self-loathing of that line is just... Yes. Uh-huh. Is, oh, my God. We'll get to Sean. Because... Yeah, we will get to Sean. But, oh, like, Sean. with Corey, I, again, I think especially... We're, we'll talk about the parents. But the way that he talks to Amy and the way he kind of pits his parents against each other, again, it's just, like, things that I, I don't like. I don't like Corey like he rejects Topanga's goodbye like she's like hey um you know I'm leaving what you, like you're you're not taking this seriously right now and he refuses to kiss her goodbye he's like no you're not leaving it's not it's not going on I was like uh she's the one whose life is actually being uprooted you're you're still in the house that you grew up in you're still with the friends that you have you still have everything except Topanga and yet you are taking this worse than she is and you're not giving her any space to like greet oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I I think I like when I when I'm saying like the duality thing I think I like Ben Savage's performance more than Corey's actions because he definitely plays it as someone whose world is coming down around him now whether or not it actually and it actually is (laughs) and whether or not Corey deserves any credit like i don't know there's just a few like pleading looks that he gives and i'm like that's good acting yeah i don't really like the character that much throughout the throughout the saga I, yeah i mean yeah especially with like no it can't happen not to me like, and man you can't talk to your mom like that well also let's let's go over some other things he proposes to Topanga, mm-hmm. uh but like when he proposes to Topanga, i heard something this time where he's like, we will, you know, get a, a small house, we'll live together. And then he goes, let's see how much your parents are willing to chip in. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed that too. Five seconds ago, you were all like, no, we'll, we'll do this without us. Now you're like already looking for a handout. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just like the expectation of that. The the statement will find an abandoned house in an upper class neighborhood. Yes. No bugs. Yes. No bugs. <laughs> Wow, that's the most privileged thing I've ever heard in my uh-huh. entire life. Absolutely. Um, so there's that. And then there's the, um, God, what was the other scene? Where, oh, when he comes back again and he's just like sitting in her sold house. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. You're like, you can't do that, dude. Yeah. This is, this is trespassing. <laughs> you, you just broke into someone's property. I don't know. Maybe like. Mr. Lawrence was coming back to fix it up and they hadn't sold it yet. I mean, it'd been like a week. I feel like selling that fast. I don't know if that's doable. I don't know what the market's like. It's still at his house, but it's not not Topanga's house. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's not not Topanga's house. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he refuses to be a support system for Topanga and she's got to be the one who's strong uh-huh. is... In her time of crisis. Yeah, it's kind of unforgivable. Like, yeah, yeah it's definitely played as my world's coming out, down around me. It's like, dude, you're still going to have Feeny on the other side of the fence. Shut uh-huh. up. Yeah, and literally everything else in your life. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as as the episode goes on, he's like, he, he develops this like Romeo and Juliet fixation. Uh-huh. Which is because Feeny didn't do a good job teaching it back in the very first episode where he was exactly. the ending of it wrong uh-huh. he's like romeo stabs himself it's like no no and here they correct it at least yeah they do it they do it correctly this time so <laughs> see happy happy dagger but even after he learns the ending of the play he's not like he, he still doesn't drop the romeo and juliet uh-huh. things two or three more times he's like they don't understand we're romeo and juliet we're meant to be together mm-hmm. it's like romeo and juliet were insufferable brats well, I don't think that we teach that. Like, I do, like, that's one of the things that I always have a problem with. With whenever I hear anyone talk about Romeo and Juliet, very rarely do we pit Ju- Romeo and Juliet. Like, they say star crossed lovers, and it's like, it's all painted as like two lovers who's like the world refused to let be together. It's like, no, these were two people who were never supposed to be together and then behaved irrationally, which led to the death of several other people. Like, that's why it's a tragedy it's not just because the world wouldn't let them be together it's they made decisions that made everyone else's life worse and we need to talk about that more yeah Uh yeah and they had to have it right now they couldn't like yeah let's work it out (laughs) let's try to get some peace between our families yeah and then we can worry about that yeah, it was. Yeah, the whole. I, I think movie. Romeo and Juliet is actually more of a story on impulsivity or like impulsiveness and like the consequences of that. Like you, when you were talking about like they couldn't wait it out, it's like yeah, the ending is really just a matter of being like, hey, I'm just constantly following my impulses, mm-hmm. and again, what happens when you just don't take the you you don't have patience you know mm-hmm. yeah waited just a few minutes <laughs> sleeping potion would have worn off she'd be back alive he'd be still alive said they're both dead yeah yeah and a few other people are dead <sighs> Corey, <laughs> um, happy happy dagger happy. <laughs> shakespeare what a hack <laughs> uh, he may not have ever existed we don't even know i don't know but Corey gets what he wants in the end like all suburban white guys uh-huh. like all suburban white guys <laughs> um romeo the original, original rushy boy <laughs> oh, oh my nice. god uh can we talk about them really quickly because we're still on Corey. <laughs> yeah we can uh-huh. this i okay so oh god it's hard I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna pivot to the girls because Corey's like involved with them but again, like, as I said earlier about like the way that we write female characters and the idea that we, first of all, have two clearly American girls playing British girls for mm-hmm. no reason, <laughs> um, other than it's some kind of 90s male fantasy of like being with a foreign chick. And like, they, 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 they wrote that in when they did not have to. These could have just been two girls that went to their school mm-hmm. uh, or went to a nearby school. But then also the idea of, girl willing to 
be Corey's support system and like not seem to want anything out of it. She's like, can I cry? That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Can I cry with you? And it's like, you're on, you came on a date and this guy turns out to have a girlfriend and you just want to like, because he's in love with his girlfriend, you're going to spend the rest of your evening crying with him about it. I don't know any girl that would do that. Like that's again, a male fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, that's just a lot to have put on you as a person. Yeah. This isn't what I signed up for. And why did Corey agree to do this whole thing in the first place? Uh Exactly. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. And then there's that idea of where, like, I, I think I said this in our original episode, but like he gets to this point where he's like, you know what? Forget Topanga. I haven't heard from her all day. And then, like, it's because she's at the door. And then she's she's like, I thought about you the entire time. Did you think about me? And then in Rashawn, he's like, hey, the twins are still available next time. And it's like, okay, so again, you were so ready ready to dismiss Topanga when you, in fact, were actually going on dates. She was walking from Pittsburgh to come see you. But... <laughs> you like had maybe 45 seconds of uncomfortableness and then we're like you know what forget Topanga <laughs> I am I'm done with this <laughs> and then Topanga like is like oh that's so funny <laughs> yes. yeah I'm forgiving why would I have a problem uh-huh. with this <laughs> how it usually goes where Topanga's too forgiving yeah no joke yeah. Corey way too forgiving for it also the show keeps doing this thing where when Corey and sean talk to each other other people can't hear them yeah right (laughs) like they did it with the sparrow sisters where they kept like talking loudly in earshot of Uh these girls and they just like act like oh i didn't hear a thing and uh they did this with uh in chick like me too where they were like trying to get the date for Sean and they just like kept having their little aside conversations. And this dude never asks the question of like, what are you talking about? Hey, why are you whispering to each other while we're talking? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I noticed in that episode uh-huh. and then continued with the Sparrow sisters in this episode. And I'm just like, why do they keep doing this? I wonder if they can hear you. <laughs> I wonder if it's just like, uh, you know, if you're like watching a stage play and there's like an aside the characters have, but it's just like the, it's just acknowledging the medium a little bit because I feel like they're in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. So it's just maybe. like you kind of need to have that. Like that's just part of like a stage whisper a little bit. Yeah. Or something. But, I, I, but I don't you're know. right. Like you could still like move further to like like yeah. it's one thing where it's like you know there's a whisper and like you're in a different part of the room and you have to have that suspension of belief but like when you're as close as you two are (laughs) (laughs) and you're next to me and cameron you're whispering to me like that's when it's like okay (laughs) yeah and like there's a kitchen set like right through the Uh door exactly (laughs) walked in there we gotta go get something to drink we're thirsty (laughs) dip in there for a second yeah i just I don't know. It was a weird thing with the Sparrow Sisters of like, oh, let's talk about these foreign girls who don't speak English. Yeah, dude, I mean, I love I do both hate and love that joke of like Sean being dumb enough to be like, they don't even speak our language and it's like, okay, we get it Sean's dumb, but still. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Corey. He's like, and I think you speak English very well. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, that being said, I will go back to Sean and Sean is like a language savant. We've we've talked about this before, like Sean just picks up languages. So maybe he honestly just like Sean just speaks every language so well that he assumes anyone from a foreign. Yeah. (laughs) 
he just he just knows uh-huh. i like that i like that explanation he did speak, that. He did speak danish um he did speak french yeah i got some more going on chances who should this. i call <laughs> what is happening right now <laughs> google is just like shut up google you're talking to me aren't you yes when i said danish i was talking about google <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, I think this would actually be a good time to pivot to Sean because Corey's already there. We, we, yeah, yeah. Corey, Corey, like here's Corey's art. He panics the whole episode, thinks the whole thing's about him, and gets what he wants in the end. <laughs> Credit main character sy- syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean is a delight in one scene and awful in all other scenes. Which one's the delight scene? Uh, <laughs> I love it when he comes in and, and he's like, wet hair, you're wearing Corey's clothes. You ran away. She gets that from me. <laughs> that That is cute. That uh-huh. is cute. Also, to, to that note, you reminded me, I guess the modern equivalent would be his hoodie. Because like, I was like, it's so weird that it's his jean jacket. Mm-hmm. When like in any other television medium, it's your boyfriend's hoodie. So like uh-huh. I guess hoodies just became like a thing after. Yeah. But like it's just <laughs> Well, at this point, I remember having a denim jacket in the nineties. Uh-huh. So I, I think they were just a it thing. The, it was the fashion item. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The modern equivalent would be the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And like the really old equivalent would be like the letterman's jacket. Ooh, you're right. Look at time. Yeah. Just changing <laughs> changing with changing the, time. the jackets that we take from people. <laughs> Girls always always like cozy clothes though that's mm-hmm. part of the, the, the thing i just don't know that they're comfortable <laughs> um but yeah sean like his whole thing is to be a conflict starter in the beginning and then to feed into Corey's delusion at the end of the first episode so yeah. i think like one of the things that again one it breaks the fourth wall but like i would say in a way that's like unnecessary like i would have loved to draw out the eric debating on when and how to tell Corey. like is there something going on dynamic i would have loved to spend some more time doing that i would have loved to spend some more time having topanga talk about how she feels and i would have loved to like like there's just so many more things that we could have done but instead we get this whole like third act of sean just being like do i know television what happens in television it's just like okay we get it you're being meta before meta but then also like again it just says a lot about sean that he would think Corey's life is Corey's life is like a television show. I mean, again, because it is, but like Corey's life is like a television show and he deserves good things to happen to him. But then when you look at that and you think about all the bad things that happen to Sean, it's like, what does that say about you? Mm -hmm. What do you think that you deserve based on your own television logic? Yeah, no, 100%. I think like the the amount of self-loathing in that line, the amount of like tragedy in like, because you're a good person. You don't deserve that kind of pain. It's like, <laughs> Sean, you were abandoned by both of your parents in the same year. Exactly. And then also, I mean, at this point in time, have we gotten rid of Turner? Not yet. That's not not the yet. second not to yet. last episode mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, in all intents and purposes, we have. Yeah, we haven't seen him for a few episodes. He's popped in here and there, but hasn't been. He's not living with him, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do an in memoriam of Turner episode. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Gone too soon. 
But yeah, no, Sean, like that 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 moment where he says that is just like what like how your relationship with Corey is unhealthy. You're like living vicariously through him. You get your hope through his life. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then also like it's it's weird because they would do something like that where Corey's like well, sorry, where Sean's like, Corey, you and Topanga are meant to be together. It's not going to happen. And then in the very next episode, he's like, Corey, hook up with this girl. Come on, like, help me out. And it's uh-huh. just like, all right, so which is it? Does Sean feel like their relationship is worth, uh, you know, it will stand the end of time? Or does Sean just see Topanga as like a girl of the week, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And that this, the, the insistence of Sean that Corey kissed this girl in the, in the next episode is so jarring. It's just so jarring of like, what is happening right now, Sean? Uh-huh. Like you, you're just over it that quick. You're just done. Yeah. And even just thinking like at the beginning of the episode where he's being this source of comfort for Topanga, like trying to care for her, but then not being like, Corey, you need to talk to Topanga or Topanga, you need to talk to Corey. Like you're leaving in three days. Why are you like <laughs> wasting time not telling Corey? <laughs> Yeah, like not do like coming to terms with it and like finishing it up. And then he's just kind of like being kind of snarky. Like when Corey's saying you and Topang in the back room of Chubby's Eric saw you. And he's like you and Topang in the back room of Chubby's Eric saw you. And he just has like this like shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. It's like who? It's like, Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm going for. Yeah. I, I will. I, oh, keep go, ahead. Going. go ahead. Chance. I was just going to say like this has been Sean's season. I feel like like every episode we're like Sean's killing it. Sean's killing it. Sean's killing it. And then in this episode, these two episodes, you're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, Who are you? I would say the same. I don't know if we talked about this, but in our show, we talk about how we think each season they choose like one character to actually give that arc to. So like season one is Corey, season two is Eric, and then this season would be Sean's season. I believe more of the episodes focus on Sean this season. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and he's just had so many like i don't know he's been like thoughtful and he's been growing like bnb's bnb is a great moment where like sean realizes that he can be more exactly mm-hmm. i would say i would argue that or to, to kind of give sean some points i would say that it's very um it's a good quality that he doesn't tell topanga's secret mm-hmm. like he's I like agree. this is not my secret to tell mm-hmm. You need to talk to her. And at, like, even when Corey's like, hey, we're like, you're my best friend. We tell each other everything. So he's like, it's not my t- secret to tell. And I do think that that is good. I, again, I wish we would have gotten more of like that conflict of like, hey, something's really going on here. You guys, like, why won't you tell me? Why won't she tell me? Like, I think there's more to do with that and, mm-hmm. and less of uh, Sean watches a lot of TV. Yeah, it's like, how could you have a double length episode and like leave so much un? done that you like you should have done yeah and it is it the whole the whole talk where sean is like i watch a little t- lot of tv it's not happening er is real yeah like that whole scene <laughs> feels so unnecessary like we the conflict is already there you don't have to add more conflict by like injecting this mm-hmm. like this like as false hope as we all know the moon landing was fake kind of bs like you know but it also to that point it kind of feels like they didn't really trust the audience to like stick with them if they thought Topanga was really gone so it's like they kind of like cheated and it was like we're like gave us spoilers it's like she's not really you know like what I mean it's, it's like a TV show it's a TV bad. show we're gonna have to give you this happy ending and it's like no you should have just like 
stuck with it and been like, hey, you guys, she's gone again. Give us like a few episodes of in between and then bring her back. But, mm-hmm. but here we are. Yeah. Um, are we ready to move on to Topanga? Or do we still have more to say about Sean? No, he's in Sean, other than the Sparrow sisters, he's not really in the final big scene. Again, his final appearance is great. She gets that from me. And then the parents come down. She ran away. Bad, bad girl. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> And he never saw him again. That's like that old Sean charm. He's being funny. Uh But But other than that, like, I I don't need Sean in this episode. (laughs) He's a conflict engine. Uh Not even a good one. (laughs) Um, Topanga is the most tragic character in this episode because things just happen to her and she just has to bear it. Mm -hmm. Do you agree or disagree? (laughs) Well, I think, like you said, she takes a little bit of agency. Mm-hmm, she yeah. does. She does um, fight for her to be with Corey. She does speak up. You know, like they give her some lines and all this other stuff. Um, and even when, like, again, even when she's leaving Corey and actively leaving, she's like, you know, she voices. She's like, "What are you talking about? Like, my parents are in the car. I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving right now." And when he uh, refuses to like say goodbye, she still takes the effort and she's like hugs him and kisses him and then leaves you know so it's like there was there could have been that whole thing where she just like walked away or anything like that they do give uh topanga small and i mean like minuscule moments mm-hmm. of autonomy but then they have eric speak over her they have or speak for her they have sean like again most of the conflict of like who's keeping the secret is framed around sean and mm-hmm. not Topanga, the one with the secret you know like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big problem. And even like Topanga telling the secret, it's like Corey's like, "What are all these boxes doing here?" Thank you. I was like, "I have something I need to tell you." It's like Corey figures something's going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I I think all of this is actually part of the tragedy element I was talking about because like at the end of the day, even the moments of autonomy that she gets is like to feed this narcissist, (laughs) like. Like the 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 choice she makes is to go back to this guy who like is ready to throw her away right before it happens, and already went on a date with someone else. Like, <laughs> while, like again, like like just think about that. You traveled all the way here to see your boyfriend, only to find out that he was on a date with someone else. Like right before he was just done with you. It's just. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I feel like in the very last episode or scene where she's like in Corey's clothes, she's like just being passed around from person to person. Like I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like it's Corey's turn to talk about her. It's Alan's turn to talk about her. It's Prue's turn to talk about her. It's Feeney's turn to talk about her. Uh-huh. And the only thing she ever says is like, "I think it's good that Corey's the only boy I've ever loved." Like that's the only thing she gets to do. Uh-huh. Everyone talking around Topanga, yes, and about Topanga but never to her exactly why why couldn't Feeney be talking to Topanga you know what I mean like like there was that was a good opportunity for Feeney to be talking to Topanga again we talked about this earlier for Sean not Sean for Eric to go directly to Topanga and be like hey what's going on you know like there's a lot that could have happened with different characters speaking to Topanga but instead you're right she's just kind of like she's a subject that mattered that every other character gets to spend more time talking about than she actually does mm-hmm. and it's like the the conflict of her like her parents are moving so she has to move like you don't have any say in that like that is kind of that that's a bummer 
we moved a lot. It was like, you can't, you don't have any control, but it's just like any other bit of control that she could have in the episode. She just doesn't get any. Yeah. yeah. Other than the running away. And the, uh, yeah. Other than the running away. Um, and even that is to like serve Corey's plot. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I was just like, man, they've done to make it dirty. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I will say there were two things. One, there's like the, there are a few things about Topanga that I thought were interesting. One, we see like she has like this pollution or anti-pollution poster in her bedroom, which I feel mm-hmm. is like very old Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that her mom is the one who got, whose job is transferring. I was like, again, it's very like, it's, it's small, but it's very um, progressive for them to be like, no, it's Topanga's mom who's has a job that's the family's getting up and moving for, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, in any other story, it'd be the dad got a new job, but like, no, they're, they're being like, no, the mom is the one whose career is taking off and the family is moving for. So like, the, again, the smallest of small. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, notes of like uh progressiveness but yeah yeah it, but that's all taken away all of this being said i like that you brought up the the stuff about topanga's home life and despite the threat the scene in their room is cute like all <laughs> all the little details you can pick up about topanga like the pollution poster uh-huh. is really good and the scene that the two of them have together is it's a cute scene like it shows the chemistry they have as characters i feel like mm-hmm. it's like well well make it work they're like kind of affirming to each other that they're gonna they'll they'll figure it out we'll write every day we'll see each other on weekends and again there's a part of you that like as a kid wants to believe that but as an adult watching you're like oh Oh, no 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 yeah (laughs) yeah as someone who like my day-to-day i work with 16 year olds no (laughs) (laughs) exactly no 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 and once again we have technology now where you could like do that quicker and the answer is still no. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no joke. We'll FaceTime every day <laughs> and constantly send, keep our uh, snap streak up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you won't. We'll uh, send TikToks back and forth and make us think of each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, yeah. But I, I do think the scene's cute when it's like, do I have to give you back your jean jacket? He's like, no, it's yours, just like I am. Good, because I wouldn't have given it back anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. It, it's cute. <laughs> like, I could legitimately see my girlfriend and I having a talk kind of like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not with the same context, because we're adults and we can move wherever we want, but uh-huh. <laughs> lots of schmaltz. Yeah, it is. Heart. It's a little schmaltzy. Uh, and I felt like like it was one of those things where it's like if I, the, if the writing felt schmaltzy. It's it like, who wrote this? It doesn't really feel like how characters talk. But nonetheless, it is, it's framed beautifully. Um, it's a cute moment. It's a memorable scene. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it's sad that it does come in this time where like, she doesn't get to reveal her own secret. Like her boyfriend doesn't say goodbye to her. Like she arrives to find her boyfriend went on a date. Uh, and then in the final episode, she's just passed around from character to character so they can have their moments, but she never gets to have hers. Mm-hmm. Like it's sad. R.I.P. Topanga. R.I.P. Topanga. Um, I think we move on now to what I think is the star of the episode, which is Amy. I'm so excited. (laughs) I've been waiting for this moment. I've been containing it because like Amy is the one who I want to talk about. But yeah, I I think we talk about Amy and Alan together because 
Alan just kind of serves Amy at this point. Uh-huh. Um, I would argue that he doesn't serve Amy in this episode, but I'll, I'll well, let you... I, yeah, from a storytelling perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. sets her up. But yeah, yeah, he could do so much more to be like, Corey, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been waiting. Let it out. Let it. Okay. Out. Okay. So just going into this, first of all, Amy is very often the only character who seems to like value real world experience and value how tough the world will be. Like she's the one with Eric again, like pre in previous episodes and in the future, she's the one with Eric who's just like, no, it's not going to be this easy. Like, I don't, like, I get that you and your dad have, like, this dynamic and you guys love to be buddy-buddy, but, like, I'm a parent, and as a parent, I'm going to try to set you up for the real world. For her talking to Corey and Topanga, she's like, Corey, it's going to be hard when your girlfriend moves away. Again, this is before he spends 45 minutes just pissed that he hasn't heard from Topanga and then ready to call it quits. Like, she's just like, it's going to be hard. You need to prepare yourself for that. I've had relationships relationships before your father she's being open and honest and trying to communicate to her children and and alan's just kind of like he he's like the amy i know believes in love and it's like wait 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 like you're just not gonna back her up at all (laughs) like you're not gonna say that she has any relative points in this you're just gonna be like you know amy she 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 fights it but in the end she believes in love and it's just like or you could be like your mother has points let's hear her out stop being a dick <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah and, and really the whole conversation of love or like Corey's talking about love and it's like that's not really <laughs> and, yeah. Amy, and Amy's even like I've been married to your father for 22 years and I it, I feel like I'm only just now starting to realize what it means and it's like you guys sure you know each other all this time but we all remember last season when you said <laughs> for the first time that you loved Topanga so it's like you're, you're not there yet yeah yeah and like that's okay to not be there yeah that's Absolutely. another really good point it's like it's okay to not be there like no one's going to fault you um and i think it's great that you want to try like again amy just comes at it and it's like in the most mature way and again when topanga shows up at their doorstep amy's the one who's like i'm gonna call your parents because again i'm a parent your child just went missing from pittsburgh uh yeah i'm gonna call your parents and let them know that not only are you okay, but that you're here. <laughs> uh-huh. And again, Alan doesn't go, yeah, you know what? We should definitely call the parents or anything like that. It's just Alan being like, let's see how this plays out. You know? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm what just are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And the whole episode, the second episode specifically, but the first episode as well, like, because it's from the perspective of Corey, she is kind of framed as the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you listen to her, she's clearly not the villain. she's the voice of reason she's the most is not being reasonable she's the most reasonable person even with feeny like feeny comes in and he starts spouting chat as well and you're like what the f-? like like is amy the only adult in this room like what's going on here you must cherish love you may not ever find it again and then there's 16 like, who is this man yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm learning a lot with my girlfriend that i'm a bit of a romantic like i have that streak in me but even i'm like they're 16 years old (laughs) like it's taken me 33 years to understand love like 
<laughs> it's like they're 16 years old and it's a TV show. Like I figure like, well, Corey and Topanga worked out. It's like, cause it's a TV show. Cause it's a TV show. But that's one of the things that like, um, T and I always talk about this idea that because the TV show Boy Meets World spent so much time like framing Corey and Topeka as like this undying love and the world will move mountains for it to work out and you know um, no, meeting your high school sweetheart and being the love of your life all of that trained us to have these unrealistic expectations and I think again Amy's character is the voice of reason being like no this this is not how things work mm-hmm. and the show itself kind of like squashes it it's like no we're a show we're gonna give you a happy ending it's like yeah but like you're also not setting kids up for the realistic expectations mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's like the show that's famous for like it's life lessons like this is <laughs> exactly. a bad life lesson this is a bad life lesson. and like the end of the episode it's it's framed as like this triumphant redemption of amy when she tells aunt prudence like it would be wrong for Topanga to go back. And like, this should be this moment of like, oh, Amy's got this like trump card in the bag. She knows how to get her son what she needs, um, but also be really reasonable. But Alan kind of takes that away from her, I think. when he's like, she believes in love. It's framed like, oh, I'm only doing this because my children are in love. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, I do like, like, again, <laughs> the way that Amy comes at it, she's like, do I like what's happening? Do I even like this situation? No. But the fact that they would pull her out of school in the middle of this year and all this other stuff, I also don't agree with. And I was like, okay, so a few things. One, not your child. <laughs> like, like, no one, no <laughs> Topeka's parents are nowhere to be seen, and yet we're ma- we're all making these decisions f- for them. But um, like the idea that even when she is like, you know what, I agree that Topeka should stay or not move to Pittsburgh, it's with a rational reason. And as you said, they take it away by being like, it's because of love, and it's like no, because she was like, no, this girl having her whole life uprooted and as a female i know that it's going to be hard for her in a myriad of ways the fact that she gets to stay and be close to my son is more so a benefit to the fact that she's not losing her support system she's not being pulled out of school in the middle of the year like all these other really logical reasons yeah but no it's love it's about it's romeo and juliet (laughs) yeah especially like we've now gotten like the Topanga framed as the achiever and the academic and like man it's really gonna like changing schools always hurts grades Mm -hmm. like always hurts grades and like just framing it as like she was on track to go to a top college and like moving her like you're 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 gonna hurt you're gonna hurt her grades you're gonna hurt the edge that she's got especially the middle of the year because like we moved before my junior year Mm -hmm. and like I was on track at the school I was at to be like valedictorian like top of the class everything just the way it needed to be. And we moved to a new school and they did everything differently. Yeah. And so it's like, I was behind mm-hmm. everyone at that point. Um, and so it's just like, yeah, thinking even from that perspective, like Topanga's kind of screwed. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I would like just looking again, kind of like doing this what if version. It's like, it would have been really good for them to like, as you said, spread it out 
have Topanga be gone half a year. But then again, in the future, when we see Topanga like go to Pinbrook instead of like this Ivy League school, that would have been a great way to be like, hey, you know, in the middle of junior year when you like changed, it really set you off track. And that would have been like a very realistic and helpful episode to show in this series about this girl who was like on track to be the head of the class. But because of a life event that she had no control over it kind of derailed her and she ended up going to a state school instead of an ivy league school but that's not a bad thing but it did have real world consequences and Mm -hmm. that is something that i think would have been so valuable to see like hey just because you didn't get into the school that you wanted to or strived for doesn't mean that you can't go on to have a great education Uh or that you're lesser in some way um Yeah, but instead we just kind of retread this same ground of like love, love, yeah, <laughs> love for everything. And I'm gonna give up my dreams so that we can be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, why couldn't you have just gone to Yale? Why couldn't you have just gone to Yale? Uh, yeah. yeah. But Amy, Amy, she's okay, great, but uh, but framed as the villain. Mm-hmm. Then we barely have any Feeney. Yeah, um, I don't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about with him. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he has those moments. I think he's also pretty funny. We're just like, he's kind of getting into it with Topanga's aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like, I think you are as snappy as you are verbose. Mm-hmm. It's like, well then. <laughs> they had at least one night of passion after this meeting, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that very night. Like, right. <laughs> Like arguing with each other, but like kind of turned on by the fact that they were arguing with each other. <laughs> okay. I like it. I, I will say that I did notice something. Feeney's gate opens out into the Matthews backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, which I thought was very interesting and weird because it's like, why would your gate do that? <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, nothing it, that it could. It's, just, it's a weird thing, especially for, again, what's going to be the back of Feeney's house. It's like it should pull inward, if anything. Um, and then also, like, why would you need it to? Why would you need that fence to open up in any way? Like, like people have fences there. Uh-huh. It's like I got a fence with my neighbors, and it doesn't open. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, no, there's nowhere I can go in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. Though this is a, a little more than we have the time to get into right now. I actually think that this set that they're always showing is an alley, not their backyard. Like, no, no, I think you're right. I think it's an alley, but even if it's an alley, it's like, why would you need to go into your neighbor's side of the alley in order to get to the driveway? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just geographically. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't add up. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Feeney, like, he has his moment of, like, talking about true love, which, as a widower, I'll give it to him. Like, it's not super practical, but when you're, like, romanticizing the relationship with your dead wife, I get it. Like, yeah. But also, are there not any other couples throughout history where we could talk about <laughs> this? Like, I just feel like you going back to Romeo and Juliet, again, a terrible example. If you want to show, like, undying endearing love is there like a different set of characters that we could use like i don't know like i'm thinking about like odysseus and his wife who the one who's like known to be faithful mm-hmm. like just about him being gone for 20 years like like uh-huh. what what's up with that like do some other literary references yeah there's a lot out there yeah. it was yeah, there, at the there time. Are like edward and bell 
Charlotte would be a better choice than <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But you're you're like there are a lot out there. Yeah, there are like several books. I I hear there are even like maybe a hundred, <laughs> bare minimum. <laughs> a lot of books out there. At least a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> at least a hundred. Siege, I know we're about to lose you. Um, so. Uh, why not real quick why don't you rate these two episodes as one out of ten? Ooh, okay so out of 10 ah it's really hard um i'm going to give these two episodes i'm gonna i'm gonna go low i'm gonna say this right now uh can i do halfsies yeah uh-huh. halfsies are right. acceptable i'm gonna do a six and a half Six and a half. Uh, and I'm going to do a six and a half because, like, we covered this before. The more that I watch it, the more that I just have a problem with the fact that they are back to back. The fact that we don't really give Topanga any um, agency. We have the British girls unnecessarily. We have the um, meta TV moment unnecessarily. We have Amy's valid points being taken for granted like so all of that really really drops it a few notches for me but i do think that overall and this is why it's like i gave it like a six and a half overall it's a memorable episode or set of episodes it's a positive set of episodes um we do get some really good moments with all of the i think like yeah at this point in time the entire cast gets like some moment Uh so yeah main cast yeah and uh who like if you were to pick a most valuable uh character in the episode your mvp who you picking i think i know all right so so actually you i was gonna go with aunt prudence i feel like she's the mvp because she literally saves the episode like she's the one that's a good point saves the (laughs) storyline And she is Juliet um, too. Yeah, oh, and yeah, she's Juliet. Yeah. So like, I, like for me, in terms of like most valuable player, as, as far as the episodes concerned and the series concerned, uh, Aunt Prudence kind of really like, uh, what is it? She really brings it home. She brings <laughs> home the win for for this episode. But um, I'll say for for the uh, overall. Amy is definitely the character who has the most, like, she scored the most, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> like, if yeah, we're uh-huh. with the football analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Prudence threw the last touchdown, but Amy, <laughs> yeah, Amy was the running back who got those points. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Amy was the one who, like, made the most sense. She was consistent up mm-hmm. until, like, the very end. And as you said, it's like, I don't even, like, I kind of feel like that's on Allen. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, it's definitely on Alan, because even her argument is based on, like, no, logically, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll let you go. We'll wrap up the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. And thanks for coming on. Just Thank you guys circle. for taking the time. Yeah, like, like going back. And then, yeah, speaking of that full circle, let's see if we can get this, like, rotation going. <laughs> it's um, true. It'll be so fun. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, be in touch. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> you, yeah, too. you too. Bye. Bye. Siege and TC. We love them. Uh-huh. Love them. Even though TC wasn't here. Yeah. It, Always in true. our hearts. Always in our hearts. We'll plug uh, their Twitters and everything at yeah. the end of this forum. We'll get that. Um, there. Is there anything else we want to talk about about the episode? Just um, to finish up. I don't know. I think the way we kind of went about it is we kind of hit most of the things. We didn't mention it here. Uh, it's kind of hard because this is the one we already talked about like a year ago. 
Yeah. Um, but it's like Topanga's aunt, like when she shows up, he's, she's like, or Corey's like, well, just tell her we're Romeo and Juliet. And she's like, she's never been in love. She won't even know who Romeo and Juliet are. And it, um, it's Olivia Hussey who played Juliet in like the 1970s-ish production movie of Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. which most of us have probably watched in school, at least if you're about our age. Yeah. Um, I think I watched it. was like the one you watched before, um, Romeo plus Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio. I've never uh, seen that one. I haven't either, but I feel like I feel like I've heard it's really good. Okay. Um, but I that's just kind of a fun like I wonder if they somehow had her available and then like we need to write all these Romeo and Juliet jokes. Uh, yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I bet I, I really do bet it was a, a horse before the wagon kind of deal where they got the actress and like, all right, Romeo and Juliet motif, let's do it. Yeah. Let's make it happen, Captain. Um yeah, and, and we didn't get to talk much about Al Prudence herself, um, who's just kind of an odd duck. Uh-huh. Like, she comes in and um, you think she's going to be like Amy's ally, but their similarities kind of changes Aunt Prudence's mind in a way, mm-hmm. which is odd, like, because you're thinking like, oh, Aunt Prudence is going to be on Amy's side about taking um, Topanga away. And then, like, Amy has her change of heart, and her change of heart kind of changes Aunt Prudence's heart. Uh-huh. But we've never met Aunt Prudence before. Yeah, like, there's, none of it's earned. <laughs> yeah, none of it's earned. It's not really, like, her moment. And, and her back and forth with Feeney is fantastic. Like, uh-huh. It's so good. Where he's just like, you discount 38 years in the public school, are teaching these public schools, serving over 30,000 students. And all this stuff. And she's just like, all I know is that you're <laughs> as snappy as you are verbose. It's like, all right, then. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> she like, doesn't want to say anything else. She's like, she called me verbose. And I don't want to <laughs> prove that she's right. But then she says her stuff. And he's like, and she says, I'm verbose. <laughs> yeah. They have they have maybe the best chemistry in this entire. Uh-huh. Sorry, this Corey and Topanga. <laughs> yeah. You're out of here. You have great chemistry in that bedroom scene. Um, and I do feel like most of the characters are kind of in a negative light, whether we're supposed to be rooting for them like Corey, but it just doesn't land, or whether we're supposed to be like against them, but actually we are for them with Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a lot of negative. There's good in this episode. There's a lot good. Like I think Eric is fantastic. If it was, if we were doing an MVP for part one, I would probably do Eric. Uh-huh. Um, not for part two, definitely not. No. Um, just because like him playing the protective older brother, the whole like. Oh, I made the trip to Pittsburgh just last night. They called me an idiot and sent me away. Let's go get some movies and some food. I can't. Uh, I'm my treat. I'll <laughs> take you a little Tony's or whatever, which is apparently a restaurant. No, it's not. Corey they, doesn't fall for the trap. Yeah. He's they, like, that doesn't exist. There's only Chubbies. You just want to go to Chubbies. Which apparently Chubbies. Chubbies. T-Bones. Serves T-Bones, whatever. Um, Sounds good to me. I'll get a Chubbies T-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. So I do not know. Eric Eric is really great. Like, he is. I think Eric um, in this first half is is fantastic. He's like, Cora, I don't, like, he knew how to protect him at the beginning. Whether it was right or wrong, like, he thought he knew how to protect Corey. When the pain's there, he just doesn't. And he's just like, just tell me what you need. It's like, will you just sit here with me? And he's like, yeah. As long as you need me to. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really know. good. Um, so Eric is fantastic and, um, I think he deserves cred, mm-hmm. um, for being fantastic. Um, I've said it before, but the bedroom scene, like the threat, notwithstanding, cause the threat is bad. 
I feel like the whole reason there's the threat is so that Topanga can turn it on its head. And it's like, oh, twist the knife. (laughs) Like, this is, I just wanted to kiss you before I kill you. Oh, Topanga. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but that, and, and, and it's cute. Even her, her, her turning the threat back on it is, is cute. The threat probably should never happen um, in the first place about her subverting it like that. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like we get any good from Sean in this first episode, no. unfortunately. It's just um, like, I feel like they had so much episode to work with and they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. They're just like, we've never had a two-parter where we're just doing one plot for you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And drawing out the secret to be the whole first episode or something uh-huh. and then i liked what we'd said of just the first episode not leaving it as it is like mm-hmm. reworking some stuff but then having her leave and be gone like actually while. be gone yeah um would be really good yeah and as stupid as it is you could leave in the whole like Corey doesn't deserve that kind of pain thing and then bring in the cult episode that's coming out is like sean lost his belief system he lost like what he had faith in uh-huh. and that's why he like turns to this yeah and i mean the even the um quiz show episode would work like maybe the show is in philadelphia and topanga is competing yeah and so they're there to support her and then end up being on it with her or something yeah yeah Um, you you could do it there's not much there's there's ways to have made it more meaningful Mm -hmm. that she left um and you can like see it over time because i feel like we saw this also when they broke up in season three where it's like they broke up everything just seemed kind of normal and then the episode where they got back together at disney world is when we see Corey supposedly on one of his thousands of dates that he's had since yeah. they broke up um yeah but but them getting back together is like you said a lot more meaningful then uh-huh because they were apart for a while because they were apart. not that they ever really showed it yeah beyond the one episode where Corey sucked in yeah. that one at the fashion show and if they had dropped hints that they just weren't connecting the date would seem a lot more like uh-huh. okay i guess yeah where it's been a while and sean's like you seem really unhappy like yeah. let's just try yeah let's something just- and I mean, I mean, I'm still not saying it would be good, but no. um, so so there are good things in these episodes, and I don't want it to seem like I hate them. Like I'm going to rate them higher than Siege did, um, as a unit for sure. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to go much higher. I feel like when I remember us recording with them, even Siege and I were like on the same page. <laughs> we both like gave it a C, and you and TC both gave it an A. Maybe I'm not giving uh, it an A this time. But are um, we are we rating it now? Are we at that point? Um, I think we can be. Um, I just wanted to make sure we covered everything in the episode. Yeah. Um, maybe in a separate mini episode or something. We're gonna have to do some timeline for this episode because it both both acknowledges that they just turned 16 but also that they are juniors uh-huh. and that is super problematic well, like, not to mention he says we're 13 when she pushed me up against the locker and kissed well, me they were 11 they they were 11 well it, was it late enough in the season that he had turned 12 no, it was very early well I, that one we've already explained away with the night the lights went out and oh, right and everything just yeah everything everything shifted uh-huh. um so that one we got but still like everything shifted a year that's two years of shit well, he was about to turn 12. It was at Corey's least... Alternative Friends is pretty early in the season. Is it? And his oh, birthday's yeah. pretty late in the season. You're right, because Corey Alternative Friends is where Sean finally gets his name. Uh-huh. 
It's like the sixth episode or so. Yeah. It might even be four now that I'm really thinking about it's it. It's pretty early. Um, but yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to figure it out. We need to just have like a timeline a t- specific episode just in general, not just because of this episode. Yeah. But I feel like it's gotten away from us a little bit. I, I, there hasn't it been. It hasn't really, but it's like we don't there hasn't been a talk time. about it. And I feel like if we had it all charted out, we're able to say, yeah. here's what's happened. That'll be that'll be a big project. That'll probably be an Here's where all the hell dimensions come in. Because <laughs> you know they have. <laughs> That'll have to be a another thing. I just time travel is real. We've got two hell dimensions in play. <laughs> I forgot we added a purgatory. A I purgatory. like hell dimension. <laughs> uh, wait, the second hell dimension is the speed trap. The speed trap. That's right. Yep. I, I think that is a hell dimension. I think Pottstown is purgatory. Uh-huh. Irene and Judge Lamb are two of the lords of hell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Irene and Judge Lamb. I love it. <laughs> he just gets bored in his little hell dimension, so he started making balloon animals. I was four hours from home. Um, <laughs> he does get out, though. It's true. But, like, we're going to have to now, at this point, figure out Women's World Philadelphia just does grades different. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure out something. Senior year, I guess, has to encompass two years of their lives. And junior year is sophomore year, and they don't have a freshman year. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> East Coast. Um, Who knows? When I when I was watching when I was watching this episode, and it was like clearly they are all that like it said several times sixteen. We just saw Corey turn sixteen last episode, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're acknowledging that they're pulling out in their junior year. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season, he said he was in his junior year. He did, but we dismissed it as like a misspeak because... Uh-huh. I guess we shouldn't have done that. Well, because he was 15. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. It still doesn't. So, yeah, we're uh, we're not only going to have to rewrite the timeline now, we have to rewrite how schools work. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess, I mean, they had like five canonical different English classes in season two. Uh, they knock out all their English the first year. <laughs> and then it just sort of, it's weird, but it's the way they decided to do it. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do maybe we'll do a, it, yeah. in between seasons It'll timeline. It'll be mostly episode. pure comedy. <laughs> Yeah, because it's this timeline is whack. Uh-huh. I didn't. And we haven't even gone to the super crazy stuff yet. No, this is sort of where it all starts to unravel, at least in our minds, because mm-hmm. it doesn't, because it's correct. Yes, but where our minds start to crack a bit under the weight of the tremendous <laughs> beauty of what <laughs> yeah. is before us. It's like too pure and terrible and wonderful to behold. It's true. Sort of like a, a Lovecraftian being. It's like we lose our sanity as we look upon it. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. You know, when we first came up with this idea of this timeline, which I still love and I still want to keep doing, like I was kind of at the beginning stage of some kind of like religious deconstruction. And now I'm like deep in this religious deconstruction. And there's an element of tragedy in what we're doing as well. Like trying to justify something that might not be justifiable. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some things. Um, so. But no, this is okay to do that. No, yes. This, this is, is very minor. This, and it's very fun. But, this isn't denying anyone's personhood or anything like that. But what, what we were just talking about, like, this is very funny. And I'm very excited for it. 
but it is also immensely tragic because it is not far enough away from reality Uh um so yeah so uh go ahead and give us your rating Uh, i'm gonna give it a seven a seven i feel like the iconicness of the episode Mm -hmm. also boosts it um but again i just don't feel like they did a good job with all the time that they had and they didn't do a good job with the characters yeah i mean it is weird because it is an episode where so many people are so unlikable to watch but you know the feeny true love thing and i don't know i i guess i like it more than you and siege uh and and like you said we're pretty sure on their episode it was similar uh, i think i'm gonna give it an eight um not super high i'm not getting hot way up there but like mm-hmm. you know true love wins in the end it's the way you want life to work like we you got amy in there giving you a good dose of reality um the, the show doesn't agree with her but she's given the reality anyway um feeny and prue's thing is widely unnecessary but so entertaining to watch <laughs> i'm verbose i would give i would probably give the first episode like a seven just because well, no, I'd have, have to get the second episode of nine. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. The math doesn't work. <laughs> um, well, that math works, but the justification behind the math doesn't work. Yeah, I don't. These scenes, these two episodes, work too much as a unit for me to like separate them in my mind. I can't give an episode where the Sparrow Sisters, it's a rushy boy, are in it a nine. But like, if you take the parts of the episode, like like the beginning secret, the bedroom scene, take out the the TV crap, take out the Sparrow Sisters, um, and like make those an episode, and then make like. <laughs> The others an episode, I'd say it's a nine. So uh-huh. if you take the scenes, the good scenes and put them together, and the bad scenes and put them together. Yeah. Yeah. If only you could do that. <laughs> so um yeah. So I, I'm gonna give this episode an eight. Probably deserves a seven point five, but I think it's where I've landed. Darn it. Here we are. Um Amy is my MVP. Yeah, Amy has to be the MVP. She's the only one that has any sense to her. We didn't do MVPs when we were on the Brummies world. I'm really curious what I was thinking then. I don't feel like I was as high on Amy at that point. I wasn't either. It, it, it may be that she's like breaking out and actually having a role, mm-hmm. which she hasn't done since like the episode where she and Alan go on a date. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just, it's part of that transition of about the family to about the kid and his friends mm-hmm. that the parents get left behind. Yeah. So, but Amy, is she's making sense the whole time. Um, yeah. I think it's gotta be Amy because it, I mean, it sure as heck can't be anyone else. No, absolutely Feeny, not. Maybe. Maybe Feeny, maybe Aunt Prudence. Yeah. But Amy MVP, I think is very clear. Uh, and name boy meets much ado about <laughs> i was actually thinking boy meets romeo and juliet again uh-huh. boy meets romeo and juliet too <laughs> this time it's personal i love it that's the name <laughs> we're cementing it yeah boy meets romeo and juliet too this time it's personal <laughs> uh he didn't meet romeo and juliet the first time <laughs> no he, but this time he did but but he did and it's personal uh love it see happy happy dagger <laughs> Um, have we gotten any listener mail or anything? Not that I know of. I don't think I so. Any reviews either. that I've seen? You know, I did check the other day. We had like 15 reviews. Did we have that many before? Uh-huh. Yeah, I checked the other day too. And it was just the same ones. Well, we're really grateful for all of you who have reviewed. We're over here like 
with our potty mouths, pee pee poo poo toilet, and you guys are like listening and enjoying, and um, we're grateful. Yeah, thanks for listening. I didn't mean that we say bad words, and I just realized that's probably what it sounds like. I'm saying uh-huh. we say like we say like garbage, <laughs> garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Somehow you listen. Somehow you listen, and we're we're really grateful for all of you out there. Um. You know, you can give us a rating if you want to. Yeah, please. I'm checking Twitter just to just to be safe. It's a nice rating. Yeah, we would like five stars. I mean, we do work for it. Um, we have a congratulations from uh, Shit Ninety Shows taught me for hitting ten thousand downloads. Yeah, we did it. Lots of. I mean, it wasn't comments for us, but um, dear fan favorite chance and camera favorite leonard spinelli mm. on the actor who uh plays him mm-hmm. he passed yeah willie garson he he passed away after a battle with uh, pancreatic cancer yeah we may we may have to do his episodes of girl meets world in memoriam uh-huh. he's only in like one yeah he's in another episode of what meets world too but uh yeah really sad really unexpected um i feel like it was like two in a week because uh what's his name i don't know did someone else die uh-huh he was on snl Oh, I guess I don't know. I've never been an SNL guy. Um, he's totally blanking and I'm embarrassed. I'm just Norm McDonald. I guess I don't know who that is. Was he on Boy Meets World? Uh, no. He was a comedian on SNL. Do you remember um, Celebrity Jeopardy? Yes. He was Bert, uh, Bert Reynolds. Turd Ferguson. Oh, okay. Turd Ferguson. It's funny. It was like basically him and um, Sean Connery that were always giving grief to Alex Trebek and then whoever else was on that episode. Okay. I don't remember it that well. No. Um, SNL is one of those things a lot like football that I've been told is relevant my whole life and I've never it's understood. It's not really it. relevant. <laughs> Some of it's funny. A lot of it's not. Well, a lot of big cultural moments happen on SNL, and I'm like, but why? But why, though? Um, yeah, so you can leave us a review. Yeah. Whatever. Send us any messages to bgworldfever at gmail.com or at bgworldfever on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we yeah. want to drop, uh, at the very least, Siege's um, yeah. Twitter. I actually don't think CTC has he Twitter not. anymore. Um, there. I mean, you can follow them and everything at Bruh Meets World, B R U H Meets World. Um, that's on Twitter and Instagram, and I think they are the premier uh, Boy Meets World TikTok as well. Ooh, good for them. So we follow them on TikTok. No one follows us, so you can't find anything. But we follow them on TikTok. Um, yeah, he's got a weird name. Not your Oreo, something like that. I'm going to find it. I believe in you. Thanks. I'm also very sleepy. Oh, I am not your Oreo. This is where you can find him. Is that the at? Uh Uh-huh. At. I am not your Oreo. All one word. Check him out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Check him out there. Give him some love. Um, If you really want to see this uh, Boy Meets World podcast host switch. Yeah. um, Make it happen. Happen. Let us know. And uh, let us know which one of us should peace out for an episode. Yeah. It's me. I love you. I think I think you're clearly the more lovable one of the two. We're both prickly in our own ways. Um, yeah, by the time this episode comes out, should be this very same day that this comes out, should be my guest spot on community building. Ooh, um, you've been you've been I've been hyping hyping it up. I've been excited. Um, so I'll be on there with um, yeah them over on that show talking about community. That is Jess, right? Jess, yes, from Shit Jess from Shit Shows taught me. So if you like that one. 
I'll be over there with her. Um, it'll be a good, good, good time. And we're talking about the season two episode, Epidemiology, which is a zombie episode. I just watched that one. It's really good. It is. It is. Um, I liked the next episode better. Which one's the next With episode? the secret trampoline. Oh, yes. Secret trampoline is also very good. Aerodynamics um, of gender. Is that what it's called? Uh-huh. Yeah. It was disturbing and delightful. <laughs> That's true. Um, Jeremiah or whatever his name was. Yeah. Jeremiah's racist. <laughs> when when he walks by and he's like, I know I shouldn't have let the blacks in or something like that. And non-whites ruined everything. Yeah, non-whites ruined everything. I I, I was legitimately shocked. I was like, oh, how are they gonna explain how that's not a racist comment? And then they're like, Oh no, the oh, no, it is. That's the joke that he's a terrible person and you shouldn't feel bad that his trampoline got taken away. Uh, it gets wilder with Pierce too. Yeah. And you gotta make sure. I don't, I, you, I don't know if you have Prime because it's the only place where it's available yes, just to watch the, the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Yeah, I asked I asked my girlfriend who I'm watching all the episodes with about it. She's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. So It's a good one too. We'll they watch, don't play it right. Well, of course they don't. Just so you know. Like, incredibly wrong. But it's very funny. To be fair, I don't know that I've ever played D&D exactly well we've played it more right than they do in that episode (laughs) but you can check that out it should be coming out this exact same day both on the post show recaps feed and they have their community building feed go check check it out it's gonna be fun cameron's diversifying spreading my wings and flying you haven't recorded that yet no not yet i'll record that they are do it like the week of much tighter turnaround we're gonna have to plan around your other podcast it's on tuesdays so it's fine okay Okay. Well, uh, look forward to that. I'm not doing anything. So if he's anyone living his life, if anyone wants to do a podcast uh, with me, yeah, he's a quality know. guest. Talk um, about Gundam. Oh, you can talk about board games. It's true. I played a new about one. Uh, Legends of Runeterra. Yeah, well, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, talk about Final Fantasy Tactics mm. or other tactics games of Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. He's periodically sarcastic. That joke doesn't land with any of you because you don't see him wearing a t-shirt that says that right now. It's true. Um, um, this is one of my sleep shirts. And it's out of laundry. I was out of laundry. It was $3 at Walmart. Um, yeah, Chance isn't a big ironic t-shirt guy. No. <laughs> so I was very surprised when he walked up to my front door wearing it. And I was like, what is this? I did all my laundry today and I was like, I could change into a shirt that's more me. But it's dirty. Well, yeah, but then I'd get it dirty. And I was like, I just want to have clean clothes all week. Yeah, that's smart. That's reasonable. So came here in my sleep shirt. In my sleep shirt. Um, but yeah, so. Thank you. Thank you. To Dizzy Parker. Use of our theme song. It's very late here. It is. Thank you, Dizzy Parker. Because I don't know when you're listening to this or if you even do. But thank you. Yeah. For the use of our theme song that you can check out. The YouTube video that it's from. And the link. There's a link in the description of the episode. And from there, you can find all of his other wonderful music. It's true. Um, and that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.